What's up, other siders? Welcome back. And if you're joining us for the first time, then welcome to the show. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the filing cabinet to my files, Mr. Rufino. Hello, everybody. How is everything out in uh, podcast land? I don't think that you would be able to hear them if they told you. I'm listening. Go ahead. (laughs) Say it into your phone right now. Right now. And it will make it to me. We'll give you 30 seconds. And that 30 seconds is up. (laughs) Go ahead. I want to shout out uh, Nikki Elder for supporting us on social media. I also want to give a huge shout out to uh, my girl, Ashley Rosado, for definitely supporting us big time. And just the conversations that we've had on the side have been really great. So uh, definitely a huge kudos and thank you over there for you uh, supporting us. And so today we have a... a couple of great things to talk about, but the first thing is we have a little bit of news. Um, should I share it? Yeah, why not? Go for it. Okay, so today is our last podcast. Um, La- last podcast? You're, you're just gonna... Did I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable there? You're, you're just gonna let that linger. Today is the last podcast. I can hear the panic. <laughs> so... Am I saying it wrong? Like what? No, should I... you, you said it perfect, but you, there's more to it. Did I leave a cliffhanger there? It, it seems like it. Okay, so how would you say it? I would say this is our last podcast. That's only audio. Okay. And then I would add that we are moving parts of the podcast into YouTube. Okay. Okay, so we're still doing the podcast. We're just adding some extra elements to it. Yeah, and it's all moving in the right direction. Stuff that we've been working on for a long time for the audience, and we're very excited about it. Yes, super excited. And there's even more to come, but you're going to have to watch our first YouTube episode to find out more about that. On the other side, we're taking it from behind the mic to in front of the video camera. All right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, so today's topic was inspired by something that we watched together. Yeah, and um, it was it was really impactful. Uh, it was very inspiring, and it's um, actually go ahead. It the the show is on uh, Apple TV. Yes, and it's uh, done through. Th- Oprah Winfrey's own channel, the OWN, like literally own. (laughs) And what she did was she picked 10 people and had a half hour interview with these people. And so there's uh, 10 half hour, 10 half hour episodes. And uh, like the first one is with Spike Lee. And the second one was Lin-Manuel Miranda. And while I have no issues with Spike Lee, and I'm going to go back and watch every one of them, Lynn Manuel is, you know, somebody who's part of our family and doesn't know it. And so we decided to watch that as the first episode last night. And it created some thoughts on topics that I wanted to bring to the podcast to generate some uh, outside thinking and critical thinking and creative thinking, and maybe even light some fires uh, back in people that might have lost it previously. That's my intention of this podcast. And so I figure if you and I talk about ourselves as a case study 
that this way we wouldn't be, uh, I don't want to say offending or making anybody feel bad because that's never our intention. I, I just think that if we use ourselves, then people can apply that theory to their lives. Yeah. And I think um, as some background, the the part of it that I think sparked you was there was a, there was a section of the episode where Lynn was talking about. He, well, let's go back a little bit. So the the idea was, is that Lynn was being interviewed and he was talking about how he created his uh, first mu- musical in the Heights and how he brought it into, you know, his college experience and things like that and where the story came from. But as he's telling his story from there, he's also reading letters from, I think it's about four or five people, uh, kids that he impacted in a way that we kind of talked about on our last uh, podcast in a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And this is where my ears perked up. Cause I was like, I, I think I literally threw my hand on your chest. I was like, Jeff, <laughs> I'm like we just did this. We just talked about the ripple effect. And so these people were impacted by Lynn in all different ways. There was a kid on there who had, uh, un- you know, was very active. She was into sports and gymnastics and all that sort of thing. And then, you know, she got hurt one day. It turns out that she had, and this blew my mind because I didn't know this was a thing. She had a brain tumor that was connected to her spine somehow, or that was on her spine. Right. And that limited her in what she was able to do next. So she got into, you know, a really bad state of being depressed and, all this other stuff and hearing Hamilton for the first time and hearing the music got her really inspired. So that's part of her journey, right? Her and her father, um, somebody, uh, you know, felt like an outcast in their school down South. And, uh, this person, you know, wasn't the most athletic, but was into musical theater and things like that. And also was, and is gay. And so he felt like he wasn't able to connect with anybody in the school But when he heard Hamilton, there were songs in there like My Shot that really inspired him to not throw away his shot and to use his life for purpose. And so he went on to become a teacher and, you know, inspire things for allies of, uh, you know, gay rights and things like that. And so there's so many stories and it was just, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you could count on to cry, (laughs) you know, when things get emotional. But I was too, because if I had that impact on somebody's life where they took something from maybe what I said and took it another, you know, 50 yards and made an impact in their community or, or their lives because they were inspired, like, gosh, I'd be sitting there crying even worse than he was. Right. And so then he started talking about his journey and talking about how, you know, and I'm not trying to make this a review of the show, but it, I, I think it's important that you understand the context of where it came from is that he did the musical that he wrote himself in the Heights in college and he got a musical theater degree and he went to become an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and so had he stayed an English teacher, he said, you know, there, there's just something where you know that you have to keep going and it it keeps tapping you on the shoulder and that's your passion. It just keeps calling you and it's keep, it keeps annoying you and it keeps gnawing at you until you have to like just address it. And he said, and I had to, and he said, you know, my passion was writing musicals. And so 
he ended up, uh, he's like, if I didn't do this, I would have been an English teacher for 30 years. I could just see that version of my life. And that wasn't the version I wanted it to be. And that was just like, whoa. And I think he went even further and said that that version of his life scared scared the crap out of him. Yes, absolutely. And I think about how impactful Hamilton, the soundtrack was to you and I. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, not that we did anything as uh, amazing as the people that were featured in the show uh, with what they did, but it, it was an impactful soundtrack. It was a lot that you learn. Um, but if it wasn't there, I think that that would have changed the course of our lives in a certain way. If we didn't have the Hamilton musical or soundtrack just for us. Right. Um, so it made me want to bring that to the podcast in what's a version of your life that you think back and you're like, if I had done that for the next 35 to 40 years, looking back at that version of my life, it would have scared the crap out of me. That I think the, the exercise here is to start thinking in a way that not only lets you look at your life through, you know, the hindsight lens, which is, which is very powerful, but also to appreciate where, where you are now. And the, and the ability that you have to change that version of your life if it's already heading that way, right? It's to create mm-hmm. an awareness of, you know, this is what I see. I heard the podcast and I'm sitting here and I'm just like, wait, no, that's that's where I'm headed. How do I, how do I change course? Yeah. Or at least create, like I said, an awareness for you to do that. So you tell me what would... Because I think there's different times that we reflect back and there's maybe different careers or different people that we came in contact with. And we're like, gosh, had I gone that route? Oh, Lord. <laughs> like, where would I be? <laughs> so for me, um, I've always been kind of a jack of all trades. And I don't I, I try to follow a moving needle. And when I left high school, I did a lot of um, coding and um, I was in into for the just to go back for our, our audience members. Not everybody is aware of coding and well, what it is, because I think EMT and someone's coding on the table because I like Grey's Anatomy. So uh, just like a, a high level overview, what would that be? So it, the long and short is I just des- uh, the primary primary thing I did was I designed websites. And at the time that I was doing that. It was, uh, I wanted to go to school for it, and it was cool for a while, but then it got really boring because it was very, the same thing over and over again. And that's not to say that that's a boring field, because it's not, right? Is that not what you expected it to be? Like, did you think it now it would not be boring because you were always creating a different code? Or is it that it got boring because it was just code? <laughs> well, no, for it, it just didn't. No speak. one to talk to. It, it it didn't speak to me. So yeah, no one to talk to. The the, <laughs> the actual um the actual field is very fascinating, and it's moved a lot. You know, in the past since the 1900s, it has <laughs> um very much. Because we were so, born in the 1900s, we're kids of the 1900s. Yeah, and. It very much so 
shifted since then. But for me, if I had stayed with that field for 20 years, 30 years, like it's always been something that's in the background. You know, I I dabble in it as a hobby. But if it had been my primary source of income where I wake up and I have to do a nine to five of doing that, I would not have been happy. And that that would have terrified me. Do you think if you had gone that path and maybe you were there for five or 10 years, let's say, for sake of argument, you found an organization that you do coding with and you got great results, but you started to get drained because it wasn't like your passion. Do you think you would have caught yourself in time to make a change? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Sometimes what I find is when some people become pot committed into their career. And by that, I mean, you've put so much time into it and you've built up so much equity with a company or with your reputation or with work that you've put into it that um, it's very difficult to walk away from it. So I think the longer you're in it, the more likely you are to not go the direction of your passion. Okay. I could understand that because you get invested in the people that you're working with too. So that's a relationship that you're leaving on top of what you have as a, I don't want to say a safety net, but what you have as, um, again, a career that you invested all that time and learnings and, you know, I get that part. Um, when you think about coding and that not being your journey, did you immediately go into that thing that's tapping you on your shoulder that's creating that passion, saying like, you have to do this, Jeff, come in this way. That's like, this is what, what are you doing? You have to be over here. This is what the world needs from you. This is, you know, did you immediately do that? No. Did um, you know what it was? Well, yes and no. And there's always been creativity somewhere in everything that I've been doing. Uh, but the, the thing that kind of interrupts that, and I just want to throw this out here as a, as a qualifier is what we call adulting, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you want to be, um, you know, a, a star and, you know, we, we've done, uh, rap, hip hop, R and B and that kind of thing. And you want to go on tours and all this other stuff. And you have bills. And doing that is not paying the bills, right? Mm -hmm. Or you want to do what we're doing now, right? And, you know, 10 years ago, we would have wanted to start a business. And you have bills. And so it's not that I didn't like what I was doing. There were other things that were always in the background that... You know, you you put on your list and you go, this is the thing that I want to do. But the jobs that I was doing as my primary source of income, I always tried to make sure that they gave me some sort of creative outlet so that I wouldn't go nuts. Okay, because that was going to be my next question. Is it that you're still avoiding the obvious by still doing tasks that create a version that would scare the crap out of you because you can move from coding to, you know, working retail, you know, in order to pay the bills and you're out of coding. So you're not, um, unhappy, but you're still not doing what you were meant to do. 
Right. So how do you avoid getting stuck in that version of you for the next X amount of years? And you kind of have to, I'm going to say MacGyver it. And you have to. Okay. Not everybody knows MacGyver. They know MacGoober. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to say you have to get creative with it. And, And what I mean is if your passion is teaching and you work in a retail store, there can be an opportunity for you to, you know, get information that your coworkers need and put yourself in a position to teach. You may not right now have the opportunity to be a teacher, but you can use those skills in where you are. So let me use another uh, 1900s reference. What you're saying is that it could be like the Karate Kid and the wax on, wax off part where you don't understand why you're doing all these chores of waxing on waxing off when you came here to learn and to jump into the you know was it a ring the i don't want to insult any karate fans out there but i know that there there was a mat that you had to fight on right so let's go with that don't come for me um (laughs) and so in that sense it's like the experiences built you up to get to where you are ultimately to do your passion so what i'm hearing you say is that there were like uh goal posts along the way that you didn't know were there yeah that were preparing you the universe was preparing you for whatever this next step was and in hindsight you could see what they are versus in the moment correct and so if it, it's the same for people who like to problem solve it's the same for people who just really like to be creative or write or any of those things and i'm very well you are too but i'm very familiar with an organization that loves to create and create things that are personal to you so we're going to hear from them and we'll be right back hey other siders are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday exactly the way that you want it limitless adornments creates beautifully unique 100% custom wreaths all year round Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Okay, so we did... A case study on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A very, very mini, mini <laughs> We, we went over the background of my sliding doors moment, and I hope everybody's seen sliding doors. Again, that's a 1900s reference about a movie with Gwyneth Paltrow. And having said that, <laughs> um, let's turn it around. And to the other side? Yeah. That's <gasps> the, the other side of it dun, is, dun, is, dun. Yeah. is you. Okay. So... What version of your life scares the crap out of you? Or the the possibility of a version of a life that scares... Because I think everything scares the crap out of me, but that's the gift of fear, right? Mm-hmm. Is that um, it either drives you to make a change or it drives you to grow within. Fight or flight. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think in the beginning, what was interesting for me is that I originally out of... well. In high school, I pushed myself without realizing I pushed myself. I went, I got my FCC license. Uh, you were there. You got yours, too. Mm-hmm. We, we did the radio show. And um, 
that sort of thing. And I liked being behind the scenes, even though I did musicals and I was on stage and I was part of like the cast or the pit or whatever, you know, as far as uh, like a chorus group, always using my voice, I wasn't a main character or main feature, right? And I started to condition myself to think being behind the scenes was better because it was cool to see how things were run to put on a show. And so I ended up becoming music director at the radio station, things like that. And so originally I went to school uh, after high school for teaching and went for early childhood education. I I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) Uh, I love children. Trust me, I love kids and I love uh, having them learn with me just in, you know, our own space and having fun that way. But when... I learned about the structure of teaching that was just not for me. I I give so much credit to the teachers out there. And I know that there's so many people that give credit to the teachers out there, especially now that they're homeschooling their kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I just don't have that, that talent in me to do it. And so I went into psychology. Um, What I had to do for psychology was also do uh, sociology classes. Now my thought and intention at the time was I'm going to become a psychologist. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to help people. Cause in the back of my mind, I always wanted to help people with their personal problems and fix their lives and make everything pretty and tied in a bow. Right. What I didn't account for was, uh, the, the amount of, uh, I don't want to say heart, but I, I think protection of the heart that you need to go into a field like that. You really have to separate your, emotions from somebody else's facts and that's important to hear right like i have to separate my emotions from somebody else's facts because what is fact to them is not fact for me i think you have to do that with anything clinical yeah for sure but i think in a career where you hear like so many sad um things Mm -hmm. you know that people have gone through it's hard not to take that home. And me being just the person that I personally am, I don't have the ability to separate the two. Yeah. Um, it, it's just not within my person, you know, whereas that's why there are people that are meant to do that. Right. But I still had an aching in my heart for teaching and for helping people and for using my voice somehow and being behind the scenes. And look at where we're at now, right? So those are all goalposts that, or goal markers that I, I took a journey on along the way. And there's a lot of gaps, you know, within that story. But here I am using my voice, teaching, you know, different things that I've learned or that you've learned or that we would love our listeners to learn along the way. And the thought is, is to inspire, to coach, to motivate, or to mentor through the sound of my voice. And so, you know, there's different positions that I've been put in where I was kind of, not that I was put in like forcefully. I think that the universe had created a path to, or opportunity met, um, what's the word? Preparation met opportunity. And so the, the moment was available to me like where I did a commencement speech at uh, the graduation of a school that I went to. And that was nerve wracking, (laughs) 
but what a cool experience and what, and I'm so thankful to the person that offered me the opportunity to do that. And then to think about, you know, okay, I spoke in front of that many people and I was able experience that I survived from <laughs> and apply it in growth in a new career, which yes, was a different version of me because I completely took everything I learned about working retail and went into a career that was service-based, which the last time I was in a service-based uh, position was when I worked in a bagel shop when I was like 14 or 15 years old back in the 1900s okay <laughs> so and and working back then when i was you know around 15 years old is completely different than working at this age um based on you know earning money on your own based on what you do whereas in the bagel shop i, I provided a service you know by providing uh breakfast and lunch to everybody but i wasn't getting paid based on how many lunches or breakfast sandwiches i did does that make sense yeah so um, I think you learn a lot about people when you have to provide a service to them. And at that point in time in my life, you know, this is going back nine years, almost a decade ago, uh, getting my cosmetology license, my esthetician license and things like that. And uh, being able to work on people in an intimate setting because it is a hands-on profession, I was able to be that person still where I could teach the person in my chair. I could provide a, a service, but also advice. Um, you know, I'd like to think of myself as a great listener. And to I think one of those things that I'm able to do is to hear somebody with what they're saying, but also hear what they're not saying and put the story together and be able to find what the root cause is in order to provide them with guidance. I don't want to say that it's advice because I don't think it's that in the moment. I, I want to say that it's a, a gift that's given to me that I'm supposed to give to them um, and not know uh, any other sort of way than just in that moment. It's almost like it's just very clear, like the fog is cleared and I could see perfectly, you know, what's up based on what they told me and I can give them advice and they could take it or they cannot. And so, you know, I think there are different versions of myself that I saw and I have tried to piece them together to become what I'm meant to be uh, based on that. And I, I think that's what I, we're doing right now with the other side, right? You can use the talents that you have to provide to the podcast and, and the technical piece and the conversational piece, and you're still using your voice where you get to add that creativity to it. And I get to use my love of business because there is something inside of me where business was supposed to be in my life no matter, no matter what. Like, I just love business. I love hearing about it. I love talking about it. It's, it's the people that are a part of the business that really get my fire going. That's my Lin-Manuel Miranda's, like the psychology of business that just keeps pulling at my shoulder. But then on the other side, haha, <laughs> My other shoulder is the voice, you know, using my voice to share um, just thoughts and conversations with people to be their drawing board for them to hear, again, the other side of things and to think differently and 
to apply it to themselves because it's so much easier to give advice to other people than to follow your own advice, which I say to myself a lot. (laughs) Sometimes I have to listen back to the podcast and be like, wow, that was really good. Oh, wait, I said that. Oh, wait, I should probably follow that. (laughs) Right. But, you know, it's just um, it's a gift that's meant for the person at the time. And sometimes the message isn't always for you. All right. So with all of that, what scared you the most from the background? For those versions of my life? Yeah. Um, Like when you look back, which version of yourself is it, though, you know, from from all the ones that you gave us? I gave you three. (laughs) Um, So when I look back on the thought of being a teacher to kids, um, what scares the crap out of me the most is um, that I would have been responsible for these little minds learning. And I don't think that that was the role that I was meant to play. That's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot that like I think back on uh, school years and teachers that have an impact on you. Um, and I'm like, that's not a responsibility that my heart can handle, right? A lot of it has to do with my heart. That ties right into psychology is that what scares the crap out of me is that I would have been sitting on the couch with every single patient because I would be taking on what they had going on as though it was my own. And that's selfish because in that moment, I'm supposed to be there for them, not for me. And I couldn't separate that from my heart. And I think when it comes to, uh, you know, speaking or speaking in a a realm where I impact people, I think that's what's been nagging at me this whole time. I've been I've been put in positions to use my voice uh, and I've been allowed to be very creative with what I say and how I say it as long as I get the uh the training materials across or the message across and things like that. And I've been able to add my own flair and now we're doing it in a way where all of it is owned by us, right? You know, what we're saying, what we're doing, what drives us to have that podcast in the moment. And usually it's just driven by the universe, uh, just something impacts us. And it's, it's telling us, you know, Tiff, talk to Jeff, because this is going to be the next thing that you talk about. Um, And so I think that, that's the thing that doesn't scare me. You know, I think last year when we started doing our podcast, we sat down and I was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. But then things just started flowing. Things just started going. Ideas just started happening. And the more we talked, the the more we took it from great to greater. And, you know, we're by no means the greatest, but we keep growing what we're doing and we keep getting responses and feedback from it. And we keep feeling good about every podcast that we do. And and that's what fills my heart. And I think the other two wouldn't have filled my heart. And I think the purpose of going through life and people being here on this earth is to have your heart full enough for you to give your gift to the world. And I think with that, you know, in order for you to be able to share your gift with the world, you got to stay safe and stay healthy and continue listening to the other side. Make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Join our direct text message 386-204-4144. And you will hear from us on the other side, but you will also see us on the other side. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on the other side enterprise.